you want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Awesome might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks? Welcome to 205 Drive. I'm Adam. I'm your designated host. They are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses, one drink at a time. All right. We got a episode. Let's call this episode a roast for uh, someone famous, infamous in wrestling. Uh, we're talking what, late 80s to early 90s or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, it, shit got weird. All thanks to one Mr. Jim Hurd. So the actual official name of this episode is oh. Jim Hurd's Greatest Hits. <laughs> or Greatest Shits. <laughs> that's okay. That's way better, actually. That's better. <laughs> so we kind of, the concept of this one was like Jim Hurd was notorious for just being bad. Like he's bad at his job, sucked as a fucking, I guess he, he wasn't the booker, but just sucked at running the company. So he ran WCW. Made horrible decisions. Yeah. So he ran WCW from what, 88 to 91-ish, something like that? Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. So his credentials were... He was the regional manager of Pizza Hut. Right. So he managed the worst pizza. Correct. And he was a station manager of KPLR in um, St. Louis. And he directed um, Wrestling at the Chase, which was much Nick's wrestling show. So that that's actually somewhat of a credential, but, I mean, it's barely a credential. Right. Because direct- but, but to be, be t- promoted to what he became, that is... That is a huge step. Directing a For show. Pizza Hut. Yeah, directing a show uh, uh, and running a company are completely different things. I mean, even with Pizza Hut, he didn't run a company. He, you know, ran a region. So he... Right. The motherfucker was way in over his head. So at this point, this is when WCW had been bought or... Um, Turner had bought, t- bought and turned Crockett into WCW. Yes. So they were like, it's run by a bunch of executives. They want to bring in an executive to to run it. So a guy called Jack Petrick, who was a TBS executive, hired um, Heard, who had been his drinking buddy when he used to live in St. Louis. Right, because that's the good old boy way of doing things. Exactly. And Hire this, your buddies. Right, and this led to a series of just catastrophes as far as running the company, booking things, characters, what have you. So, tonight we're going to talk about his greatest hits. The worst shit. <laughs> the best of the worst. So, before we go into, like, full-on set the man on fire, I do <laughs> want to point out a couple of, like, before we put the tar and feathers on him, let's point out some of the good things that he did do. Oh, I have two of those. Okay. He hired stunning Steve Austin. Oh, I didn't have that one. He hired Eric Bischoff. 
Okay. Ooh. He hired Ricky Steamboat. And he hired Mark Calloway. Okay. My positives. Those are pretty good. Yeah, those are good things. Those are really good. My positives were Van Hammer and PN News. <laughs> yes. <laughs> those are the good things that uh, Jim Hurd did. So that actually kind of dips into my, this is what he did bad. Okay. Because he wanted to compete with WWF. Right. What he didn't realize is slowly fans were starting to turn against those gimmicky characters that WWF was producing. And they didn't really want to see that anymore. And instead of having the foresight to go, you know, maybe these characters aren't really what the fans want. Let's try to put our finger on the pulse of what they actually want. He tried to follow in the footsteps of what Vince had already done in creating these characters that kids loved, i.e. the Hunchbacks, (laughs) i.e. the Ding Dongs. Right. And to your point, Eddie, Van Hammer, PN News, Big Josh, Chip the Firebreaker, Todd Champion, the list goes on. All these gimmicky guys, Oz, right? He thought that people wanted to see these characters without failing to see that trend was dying off. Well, and it wasn't also, it wasn't only a matter of the trend dying off. It was also a different audience, right? Like the WCW audience and the WWF audiences were very different. Um, That's true. Go back and watch a pay-per-view from the late 80s in WCW and look at the crowd. It's adults. You'll see very few kids in the audience. It was a much more adult. They put on a much more realistic adult program. And I know like as crazy as it sounds back then, especially in the South, like people weren't smart to the business as much. Like they took the shit seriously. Like you'll see a lot of like, especially like um, a lot of old ladies, like old, old, old old ladies, like in their seventies, you know, like, yeah. Hella marking out. Um, right. Which like my grandma was a huge wrestling fan. Um, and we have the San Francisco territory here. So she was a big Pepper Gomez fan. I never heard her talk about Patterson, which is weird. She was a huge Gorgeous George fan, which, you know, that's a whole other level you know, on a national level. But right. WCW was the same way where it wasn't actually aimed at kids like WWF was. Heard wanted to do that. So he was kind of like, I don't know if he even got it, but he definitely he was telling his audience, "I'll oh, fuck off." Like we want we want the kids and we want and we want figures. Yes, exactly. Well, and the thing was too is the old NWA before it became WCW, they would kind of dip their toes into that mm-hmm. genre, I guess, of like the kitty type characters with people like Arachnaman and Lasertron, even El Gigante to an extent. But that wasn't the meat and potatoes of their program. The meat and potatoes was the Four Horsemen. Right. It was Dusty Rhodes. It was Magnum TA. It was the Road War. You know, you had all of these guys that they weren't aimed at kids. They were aimed at, like you said, Eddie, they're they're predominantly older and, yes, male crowd, but you did have females in there as well. But they were gearing their product to a different audience. Herd took over that gear completely shifted to, hey, let's start pointing this thing at kids. Totally. And you saw the influx of characters coming in. In a bad way. Like, I mean, fire. In a very bad fire way. Breaker well, I mean, except for Van good. Hammer, well, in your opinion. And PN News. And PN News, thank you. Right. Okay, so let's go into his biggest fuck-ups. Yeah, well, I kind of gave you one. Like, I'm interested to see what you guys said. 
Okay. Um, all right. I'll give you, I have two. Um, I have two and I have a couple that are honorable mentions, I guess you could call them. Um, first one on my list, and I, I would have never thought of this until I read JR's book. He moved Tony Schiavone off the regular show to syndication, which might not seem like a big deal, but Tony Schiavone was as much the voice of the company as JR was. 100%. He you know. was Saturday afternoons. Right. And I was never a Tony Schiavone fan because I knew him from WWF and I never felt that he fit there. He just, he didn't have chemistry with the guys they put him with. But whenever you would hear him on WCW, he actually worked really well. So the story as told by JR was they both went in to renegotiate their contracts. They asked for more money. They compared their money to, I think it was the guys who, who called uh, the Braves uh, games. And, okay. they, and they were basically like, look, our ratings are up there with the Braves. We don't have a fucking off season. We work every week. We want to get paid in that pay range. And um, Heard agreed to it. Then they come back like a week later. It was the two of them again in the meeting. And they said, JR, you're staying on TBS. Tony, you're going to syndication. Tony didn't want to go to syndication because it's the same money, but way more work. And it was sort of, a, it was a demotion, you know? And that was when Tony split. He went to WWF okay. after that. So, like, that was a bit of a hit. And, like, you don't really think if Michael Cole left WWE, it's not going to make a difference. Nobody's going to give a shit. Right. And not, I'm not saying that about Michael Cole. I'm just saying an uh, announcer in general. But back then when you had someone who'd been on there for so many years and you also didn't have 20 fucking TV shows, the announcers did make a difference. Right. Agreed. And this is that that time. And he kind of ran Tony Schiavone, off, uh, Tony Schiavone off of the show. Yeah. And that was a big, yeah, great point. Big fuck up. Um, my other one was, you might have this on your list. I don't know if you do. And I'll get to my honorable mentions after. We'll, we'll run through the rest of each other's list. Um, the fucking Black Scorpion. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wasn't that dumb? It was so that dumb. That was awful. So this, awful. The, the Black Scorpion was, um, and it's the, the Black Scorpion was not Herd's invention. The Black Scorpion was supposed to be the monster heel to go after Sting after Sting won the title from Flair. Right. And he's in a mask. We don't know who he is. Oli came up with this um, gimmick. And it was kind of Oli as a fuck you to the office. Like he was just having problems with the office and just couldn't. You know, uh, you've heard a million stories about Oli. Oli's not the easiest guy to get along with. And he didn't, he didn't get along with management. And he kind of was like, you know what? Fuck them. I'm just going to come up with some stupid shit called Black Scorpion. And Black Scorpion showed up on TV week to week, and he looked different every week because <laughs> it was because yes. it was a different guy in the suit every week. But his voice was always the same because it was it was Oli doing the voiceover, right? Then it was supposed to be I think it was supposed to be Barry Windham, who was originally. I the, had heard Al Perez. Al, Al Perez was one of the guys in the suit, and yeah, oh, okay, he was he might have been the first one uh, that they thought it was going to be. Then it was going to be uh, Windham. It ended up being fucking um, Flair, yes. Who didn't even want to do it. Flair hated the idea, but somehow he got talked into it, talked into slash forced into doing it. Right. And it was just dumb. There's no reason for there's no reason for Flair to disguise himself. Oh, it was awful. That you go back and watch that match, and he's trying not to wrestle like Ric Flair, right? Which you can't. In that, yeah, he's been doing Ric Flair for years, right? Like, and you expect him to go have this match in a mask. And not do Ric Flair's move. Like, unbelievable, he, guys. Come on, that's a great call, dude. Because you could see right through it. And ultimately, it embarrassed Ric Flair and it did sting no good. 
Because Sting just right. beat the same guy again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that was Oli's. Oli was the booker. Oli was the one who came up with that. Um, but the reason I put it as a Jim Hurd fuck up is because it really like says a lot to Jim Hurd's inability to manage. You know, he should have had yeah. control over what was going on. But Oli was just got into a feud with management and was like, fuck him. I'm going to do something stupid. And he got away with it. Well, and ultimately, Jim Hurd had the final say over storylines and gimmicks. So he, he put a, he could have put the kibosh on that whole thing. Absolutely. He could have nixed yeah. it, and he didn't. Because he didn't know what the yeah. fuck he was doing anyway. Right. Way in over his head, exactly like you said at the yeah. beginning of the episode. Just yeah. coming from Pizza Hut to wrestling. Uh-uh. Well, to be fair, uh, <laughs> Pizza Hut is the WCW of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's barely the APW of pizza. <laughs> it's the hood slam of pizza. It's <laughs> it's it's yeah. Pizza Hut is the outlaw mud show of pizza. Yes, exactly. So one of the bad things I've got on my list, I have no idea why he did this. He banned moves off of the top rope. Big fuck up. Well, there happened to be a guy on the roster. By the name of Flying Brian Pillman. He flew. His whole gimmick was high-flying moves. <laughs> and now you've gone and banned moves off the top rope when you've been pushing this kid for months. Now you've grounded him. And he can no longer fly off the top rope. That didn't just affect Flying Brian. Mm-hmm. That affected Ricky Steamboat. Right. It affected Sting. It affected Z-Man. Like, almost their entire babyface roster minus Dusty Rhodes, was affected by that stupid call to not do moves off the top rope. Yeah. Completely. I remember when I heard it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you already can't throw a guy over the top rope. That's ridiculous. Now they can't even go off of the top rope to do a move. That was dumb. Was throwing the guy over the top rope his rule, or was that a, that was an NWA rule, right? It was a longstanding NWA rule. Okay, okay. And there would have been a lot of Dusty finishes back in the day with the referee seeing an accidental toss over the top rope. We saw it in the Ron Simmons and Lex Luger match. Yes. That we reviewed. Yes. Right? There was a disqualification based on that. Right. Uh, another bad I have for him, we gave him credit for guys that he hired. Let's now take away that credit for the names that he cost WCW. We'll start with Flair. Mm-hmm. And the whole big gold belt controversy where Flair ended up taking that title really to quick, the WWF. Really quickly. Um... Before you move on from that, um, after Flair left, or he got fired, whatever the situation was, he called JR into his office, told him Flair's gone, and he said, quote, by the way, you ever hear of anyone walking with the title? And Jim Ross said, no, why? And Heard said, no reason. <laughs> Heard was unaware that Flair had put down the deposit on the belt. He didn't know how that whole situation worked. So he didn't, well, of course. He didn't know that when he got rid of Flair, he was going to take off with the belt. Right, because when an employee quits Pizza Hut, they don't walk off with a title. They don't walk off with a pizza. Right. Mm. <laughs> so he cost them Ric Flair. He cost them the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Animal had a falling out with Jim Hurd, disagreed. They ended up in WWF. Right. Cost them Stan Hansen. He wanted Stan Hansen to go into a trio and be called the Desperados. That's right. That's If you're familiar with Stan Hansen... He's a solo guy. Yeah. Cost him Stan Hansen. Cost him Sweet Stan Lane. 
which okay. in turn broke up the Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. Bobby Eaton went on a singles career for a minute because of that. Cost them Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So while he did hire Ricky, he also cost them Ricky because they didn't want to pay Ricky Steamboat. Fuck. So he let him walk to a WWF. And finally, he cost him Jim Cornette. And that's the big one. That was the... Well, of course, that was the big one. <laughs> we don't care about Flair. We right, cost right. him Jim Cornette. Right. So Jim Cornette was actually on Jim Hurd's booking committee. Yeah. The committee was Dusty, who was essentially the head of booking. Flair, Ole Anderson, Kevin Sullivan, and Jim Cornette, with Jim Hurd having the final say. But due to his stupidity, cost him all those names, including the great Jim Cornette. And by the way, a booking committee is ridiculous in the first place. Yes, it is. That's just yes, not the that's... way. That's not the way to run a wrestling company. Yeah, too many cooks handling the soup. It's going to get fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that would be uh, my hit list on uh, the great, <laughs> quote unquote, Jim Hurd. Very good. All right, you're up, okay. Adam. So definitely not my era. No. It was kind of hard looking, like, with the amount of content available, trying to... I mean, I could probably see an event and maybe just laugh at it, knowing or not knowing whether uh, it was Jim Hurd or not. Um, Pretty much what stood out to me were the characters that came out of it and just how laughably bad they were. You mean Oz? Oz, yes. I think you uh, meant Van Hammer. Ew. No, no, because because <laughs> Van Hammer Hammer has a special place in Eddie's heart. That's a win. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, my boogeyman, his Van Hammer. So, <laughs> I guess uh, they came up with one, Arachna Man. Yes, which is like boot like Spider Man. Yes, exactly. It's like if 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 Spider Man and uh, Thing from Fantastic Four had a kid, this would be that. <laughs> yeah, he's like shitty Spider Man knockoff toy. Yeah, like he's like purple and yellow instead of red and black and blue. <laughs> and yeah, and all, like all the circles and the designs were symmetric, so not web like. <laughs> or right. anything it w- that was bizarre pretty much like uh create like nowadays there are creative concepts of mass wrestlers and uh, lucha libre wrestlers they have themes that work this is when it didn't work that is one of them rick rude as the as the phantom oh from, good one uh, from Halloween Havoc. I was All about bad, to, man. I was about to call that uh, pay-per-view another name, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, the most minimal design of a Lucha Libre mask-ish looked absolutely horrible. There's yes. nothing haunting about that phantom. And then, uh, I- I'm sure there were several others. Obviously, uh, like, we've mentioned Oz a few times and how stupid that was. The big one was, uh, I think he wanted to change Ric Flair into a Roman gladiator. Yep. And that's yeah, he when... Yeah, he was going to call him... Uh, Spartacus. 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 You don't do that to Ric Flair. He, I mean, he's part of the Four Horsemen. That is a gimmick. 
gimmick or association that has or that has long lasting life to it you do not fuck that up as even i'd say even late 80s into the 90s you let rick flair be the nature fucking boy rick flair that's it Maybe that was the wrong positioning for that uh, word, but he's the nature boy. You let him be the nature boy for the rest of his life. If he, Ric Flair wants to make a gimmick change, then that's his call. Uh, otherwise, any variation of nature boy is like a mild tweak. He becomes an a- like an asshole legend in uh, evolution. He's accompanying Charlotte and interfering in matches to help her, but he is still Ric Flair. Thank God, not a Roman gladiator. Damn it. Yeah, can you believe Jim Hurt thought that that gimmick had run its course in 1990? (laughs) And that that cost him Ric Flair with a belt, and we got an episode out of that. So maybe that's the good part, but... (laughs) True, true. But what... That's a that's a huge mess up. Yeah, and that's what I got. Okay, um, I have a couple little honorable mentions. Um, well, you mentioned Big Josh, but you did not mention the Bears. You fucking walked to the ring with Bears. Ugh, that was yeah, uh, uh, that was awful and unsafe. Right. He didn't think they could get uh, the great Muda cheered because he was Japanese. Mm. Um. Robocop, but I'm only going to give him, I'm not going to give him much shit for that because that wasn't actually his fault. He kind of had his, uh, he was, that was a Turner thing because Turner Studios or Turner had signed a uh, deal with the studio. So that was sort of forced upon him. Okay. Um, so he, he didn't really have anything. He couldn't get out of that. Um, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest one I have for an honorable mention is, he had the craziest fucking wrestler in the world, like completely bonkers, Billy Jack Haynes, and he let him walk around with a fucking axe. <laughs> like that's just yes. that's just bad judgment on Jim Hurt's part. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's all I've got to say about him. Was that you seem to more, really enjoy him? Was that a more uh, dangerous axe than the one that from uh, Great American Bash? Was that's what. Blood that's who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, that that's is the him. one. That's him. That's oh, the yeah. one. B- Billy Jack Haynes was Black Blood, and Billy Black Jack Blood, Haynes. Yeah. Billy From Jack a small Haynes is village completely... in France. Yes, exactly. And he's completely fucking bonkers. And uh, Jim Hurd thought it was a good idea to have him walk around with an axe. Yeah, let him wield an axe. This will yeah. go well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, okay, that makes me think of how much more dangerous that match was, and when we uh, recorded that episode. Yeah, it was yeah. like a real death match. Yeah, that, exactly. That fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, overall, though, I would say like we've watched several of the the WCW pay-per-views from that era. Like, I like the Jim Hurd stuff, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, because we can riff on it, dude. I guess that's why, because you watch it. Like, I don't watch it to see a good show. I watch it to laugh, and I watch it to review yeah. it for a pay-per-view. So, yeah, looking back on it now, it's it's great. Yeah, what horrible stage shit can we cap on? Like, it was <laughs> yeah. all so bad. Yeah. And the gimmicks, ugh. Yeah. What you know a what? fun time to be a wrestling fan. You know, when we do our recording next month, I haven't put together the episodes yet. Maybe we should do it like a early 90s WCW pay-per-view. Okay. All right. I'll find one. With that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All Hopefully right. Hopefully Black Blood's on it. Exactly, yeah. And, <laughs> and Van Hammer. All right, Adam, let's take this uh, episode home. That is our episode uh, all about... 
Jim Hurd's greatest hits. Did we miss any? Prob uh, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> because there's it was slim pickings. But uh, uh, still, please let us know on all the, the social media platforms. And please leave us reviews uh, on uh, all the podcasting platforms as well. Want to hear those reviews so that we could grow and we could better the show and run the show better than Jim fucking heard. So, <laughs> which so far we're doing a pretty good job. Well, our ratings our, have only gone up. <laughs> well, our downloads anyway. We're yeah. already better than heard. Yeah. And we also haven't bribed anybody to become a gladiator when they don't want to. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so far, so good. And uh, we're intending to keep that pace. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed. With Scott and with Eddie, I'm Adam, reminding you to continue your safety protocols. Uh, enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody is watching. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week with a new episode. One, two, three, ring it. See Dive. Birds of shit. <laughs> <laughs>